we're traveling to Disney's Contemporary Resort. During our travels, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors. Ladies and gentlemen, we're approaching the Grand Canyon Concourse Station. We're now entering Disney's Contemporary Resort. Hello, welcome to that Park Life Podcast. Welcome, Greg and Beth, we're here. That's right, we're here. That's uh, us. If you've guessed it, we're talking about some fun resorts today. Yeah, it's our first in our series doing a Disney resort rundown, and I'm excited about this. In addition to history, I also um, am excited to talk about some other information about the resorts, and then maybe like something that I've been passionate about is sharing some experiences I've had at the resorts now that I've officially been um you know stay having stayed at resort every resort which um some of them i've stayed at more than once like a lot of times for example the contemporary and some i've only stayed at once so i might be leaning on some others to get some expert opinions but um we have some tips that i want to make sure i share about what it's like to stay there and then also if the especially the contemporary might be out of your price range and it's out of mine i'll tell you that right now so um, I have some reasons why I think you should visit the contemporary as well. So I feel like it's a nice full range topic of everywhere yeah. from history to, hey, this is why we like this resort and some things that maybe we don't like about it either. Also, uh, that intro was amazing. Loved the soundbite there. Oh, yeah. If you're wondering, the guy's name who does the voice of the monorail is Scott. Fun fact. And I have met him and talked to him and he's a very nice guy. Before we do anything, can we just give a little happy belated birthday to Betty White? We know yes. she listens to our podcast. so Ms. Betty. Happy birthday, Betty. 99, (laughs) dude. 99. 99. Also, if you've missed it, Greg started his Chia Pet. Yes. His Betty White Chia Pet. How long is that thing supposed to like? How long will it take to grow? I'm not a Chia Pet expert. I had to learn all about it. So if you're watching our story, you saw that I I got the Chia Pet out, soaked it in water. I spread the seed, okay, on on the Chia Pet. And technically it is all over her head and um, it's like a paste. It forms a paste and you, and you put it around like her, like her hair. Right. Cause the point of it is mm-hmm. to make it look like her hair is the, is the Chia pet. Yeah. So I'm in day, day one, let's say it's on day two where the paste is supposed to dry. At that point you can start watering it. So it's just going to look like seeds stuck to her head for a couple days yeah. and then it yeah. should start sprouting. I'm guessing in a week if I take a guess, I've never had the, one. Uh, do you remember the Chia pet jingle? Chia. <laughs> Um, that's how people were responding to the story too. When I said, "Any guesses what this is?" People were doing the jingle. I, I, I was like, "It better be a chia pet." Oh yeah. The interesting thing though is that like they actually have like her hair. Her head's not bald. She actually does have hair. It's just when this grows out, it'll cover that. Yeah. Because a lot of the stuff that you buy, it's like a bald head, and then like you have to wait for this like the stuff to grow. Yes, it has like the indents and the waves of her hair yeah. built in. Not this. Not this it's one. It's good no matter what. So anyway, um, we did our stay at Fort Wilderness, and I want to share a life lesson that I learned. And mm-hmm. the life lesson ultimately is if you want to do something, just go ahead and do it because otherwise you're going to miss out, which is only adding to my FOMO, which is the fear of missing out. So mm-hmm. on Thursday night, I um, had planned to leave Nicole and Reba in at the resort. They wanted to have like a, a girl's night, so to speak, right? And I was going to go out to Magic Kingdom. I'm right there, right? It's so close. I was going to bring my camera and get some nice nighttime shots. And it's difficult to do that with... um you know, on a normal trip, because like you kind of have to like just, you're literally just taking photos. At least that was my goal. But not worry about like attractions or what time I want to eat or if I have to run back and forth between these two spots because the sun's setting. Like I just want to be able to be free and go do it. So during the day, I was like, you know what? I just don't really feel like going. 
Um, it wasn't like an energy thing. I just, you know, like, you know, it might just be nice to like relax and not walk around so much because, we, you know, I've been doing a lot of uh, walking either with Reba or at a park and stuff. I was like, it'd just be really nice to be in like in a real vacation mode. You know, we're in this like nice cabin. Let's enjoy it and stuff. So I didn't go out to Magic Kingdom. And then um, we're walking around uh, the, the grounds of Fort Wilderness with Reba and we're looking around in the sky and it's just a beautiful sunset, right? The clouds are like the perfect combination of purple and orange it's figment in the sky and it's beautiful and then i go on instagram and everyone i know who's a local and i'm not maybe i'm exaggerating not everyone but felt like everyone i know who's a local is out there posting these gorgeous photos of this mm-hmm. sunset some of them in the park some of them just from their backyards and i was kicking myself because it's one of those times where like the sky lit up like it was putting on a show that night where you yeah. can't you can't yeah. fake it it wasn't halfway it was like a full throttle sunset and i was so mad at myself for not going mm-hmm. out and doing it. So life lesson learned. You just, if, I, you just some, if something's it. telling you to do it, just go out and do it. But then it's are. like, with my luck, when you want to, then when you want to go it would do rain. it, yeah. there's nothing there. Yeah. Yes. So we went the next night and it was cloudy and I got nothing. So, and uh, yeah. you know, don't feel bad for me. I still was at Magic Kingdom. It's not a great time. But like, you know, yeah. the gorgeous sunset was like that one night only kind of a thing. I was like, ah, gotta be kidding me. Gotta love that. Lesson learned. Uh, fun fact, that's why our colors here for Clemson, because you know we live like 25 minutes from Clemson, mm-hmm. um, is orange and purple because of that, because of the sunsets we get here. Oh, uh, it's the same, I think, for Virginia Tech. Okay, their sunset, like their colors, are the same because of like how the colors are in the fall and their sunsets yeah. and all that. So. You have a nice sunset color palette for your mm-hmm. for your logos there. And that's your fact for the day. The that's more your you fact. Know. The more you know. Um, I do want to remind everyone, if you are interested in our giveaway for the Festival of the Arts Figment Pin, I think we'll be closing up submissions at the end of the week. So if you missed it last week, we talked about it. Um, if you or someone you know is a big Figment fan or a Festival of the Arts farts fan, uh, let us know your story. You can find a link on our website or in our profile on Instagram to submit your story and possibly win. Sweet. Sweet. I think it's time. I'm ready to talk about Disney's Contemporary uh, Resort. Yeah, we got lots lots, lots of, of stuff. stuff. I don't know a ton about some of the resorts, and Greg does. So I'm going to kind of cover more of like the historical construction type things, and mm-hmm. then Greg's going to go into like his expertise, if you will. So, sure. All right. So I'm going to start with what Disney actually says about it. So Disney actually says, retreat to this ultra-modern Disney Resort Hotel and discover award-winning dining, spectacular views, and dazzling pools. Whether you're staying in the iconic A-frame Contemporary Tower or the nearby Garden Wing, you can walk to Magic Kingdom Main Gate or catch the resort monorail as it breezes through the tower. Inside, a 90-foot-tall mural by Disney legend Mary Blair, responsible for the distinct look and feel of its It's a Small World attraction, celebrates the Grand Canyon and the American Southwest. Bum, bum, bum. So that's, yeah, so that's kind of their like overview of it. The resort was originally to be named the Tempo Bay Hotel, and it was previously named the Contemporary Resort Hotel. Also today, a lot of guests refer to this as the Monorail Hotel or the Tomorrowland Hotel. <laughs> so those are kind of like the nicknames for it, if you will. Like yeah. If, that's what, if you hear that, people say that, that's what they're talking about. It's a contemporary. Um, it is a AAA Four Diamond Award-winning resort. Oh. It opened on October 1st, 1971. So this is an opening day resort, uh, which is one of two original properties located at the complex, which is alongside the Polynesian Village Resort. So that's the other one that was opening day. Which is crazy to think about that it was like that in the Polynesian. Yeah, that's all um, they needed, just, really. I know. Beautiful. Well, I guess you would always think like the Floridian, the Grand Floridian would be one. Like you would have thought that that would be an open ending one. Yeah. Was it? Nope. Yeah. Um, so obviously the building is identified by its A-frame main building. 
one of the things that I learned when talking about this, which we'll when talk about construction is they built this after kind of like what a cruise ship looks like. Mm-hmm. I guess I'd never thought of that before. Like it's supposed to basically look like a cruise ship on land. Yeah. And it does. If so, you think of it that way, if you turn it upside down it even looks more like a cruise ship. Yeah. Which is wild. And basically in 2006, Disney had filed for plans for a project on the site of the contemporary resort North Garden Wing. That is going to be something different that we cover because that's ultimately Bay Lake Tower. And that's like, it's like sames, but different. Yes. So when Imagineers were putting together the building, they drew a lot of inspiration from cruise ships, like we said. But this is why if you're in the resort, each interior guest room has a lobby view looking down um, onto the monorail, which travels through the center of the resort. The monorail is also a like first thing in history, like when it was put together, like no other hotel had a monorail going through it that would carry guests like and stop through and everything. So yeah. So if you do stay there, everybody has a view of the, if you've ever been on a cruise ship, have you ever been on a cruise ship? No, I have not. Yeah. So you always have like views of the interior, I guess, Mm -hmm. if you will. Yeah. Um, Like it does like now that I think about it, I'm like, it does has like a big cruise ship vibe to it. Yep. So that's why that is that. Um, and then obviously the monorail thing was like a whole historical thing, right? Yeah. Big so that's deal. A big deal. They have volleyball courts, which are called like volleyball court, Disney's contemporary resort. <laughs> the design was a collaboration by Disney and the United Steel, United States Steel Corporation and a Los Angeles architect by the name of Welton Beckett. The construction is made of steel frames that were erected on site and modular pre-constructed rooms yes. were designed by, is it Wexler? Yes. Uh, There was another architect named Wexler. And these rooms were lifted into place by Crane. And I have some pictures. So I added some pictures of this um, because I did not know this. Yeah. That they were all like prefabricated somewhere and then brought in and lifted by Cranes. And we have some photos that we're um, hopefully going to maybe post on our Instagram. Yeah. So you guys can see what we're talking about. But it's like wild. It is wild. This led to a lot of speculation, too. And I, I think they covered this in the Imagineering story. I definitely watched something on Disney Plus that talked about this. But it, for a while, the thought was that the original intention was to be able to refurbish the rooms by sliding them back out and fixing them and putting them back in. But I just want everyone to, to stop down and think about that because once you yeah. put a room in, it's connected, right? Like the plumbing. Yeah, like how do you take it out? It's in. And because a, a, a lot of times you'll hear um, or even read in some Wikipedia articles that the reason why they wound up not doing it is because after some shifting happened, the rooms kind of sunk in a little bit. They wouldn't slide back out, yeah. but they were never really intended to be pulled back out. The point of it was to get a lot of the work done off site so that they could mm-hmm. toss it in and be like, you know, hit the ground running kind of thing yeah. um, and not have to well, just do all the work right there. Probably much safer to do that off site somewhere because you can be kind of on the ground floor. You're not like up and. Yeah, it's interesting because. Like- um, yeah. The footage of them hauling hotel rooms on like flat bread, mm-hmm. <laughs> flat bread. You took a, you take a big matzah and you put your house on it on a flat bed, bed. truck. Thank you. Oh my gosh, um, is nuts to see these things like coming down the highway. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, there's so pictures cool. of it. I mean, you can Google it and see the pictures. It's wild looking. Yes. But yeah, so there's 655 rooms, and I did like kind of a a little peruse down the list there's 17 types of rooms yes. that you can choose from yep and we'll talk um, about that too yeah we're gonna talk more about that and then there's 11 places for food and bev so that's something else we're gonna kind of go more into can i add one thing to the construction um yeah. one thing i learned in all of this and i probably knew it once before but um got reintroduced to it the building is actually two halves that are leaning on each other so if you think yeah. of the a as a capital a right 
That's why they call it an A-frame building. The the tips right. of them at the top are, are leaning and then eventually fuse together, but they're meant to be leaning on each other to like offer counter support. I'm not a not a uh, a scientist in that sense, right? Well, it's an like engineer, that but Forrest Gump scene where they're leaning on each other. Right? There you go. Never seen it, but I'm sure it's the exact same thing. So they can sit up. And um, the monorail track is not connected to the resort. And the reason why that's important is when the monorail is coming in and out, it doesn't shake the building. Um, obviously, yeah. you're going to get a little bit of movement because of the wind that it creates. But when that thing is coming in and out, the beams are certainly shaking. If you've ever been on the monorail, you could feel when a monorail is coming by you, you know. But yeah. um, re very recently, uh, I had a friend who was staying here and I just I was up in their room to, to check it out and stuff. And um, shout out to Cody. And uh, I was curious to hear what would happen if the monorail went by and the, when the door was closed and you cannot hear it or feel it. And it is great. Yeah, I feel like that would have been complaint number one. Yes. I mean. They thought of that clearly. Yeah. Um, and I did post some pictures of that as well uh, for Greg to look at and share because it's wild to see the decor in these rooms. Oh my God. It's horrendous. So, I can't wait for everyone to see it. Yeah. It's the seventies, right? So you can only imagine lots of floral patterns and things like that. Notable events that had taken place. So this is where Richard Nixon's 1973 pe press conference took place, yeah. which is super weird yes this was before this on november 17th 1973 and the contemporary was the site where he it would become like the famous one where he says i'm not a crook mm -hmm. this is all like post watergate post yeah. they wanted to see his taxes like the scandal and all of that yeah um and he gave this like famous speech so i need to go back and watch that like i need to go find a video of it watch it again yeah um but yeah it's just weird that it was like randomly at the contemporary at the contemporary by the way a scandal with the president about wanting to see tax returns i've never heard of such a thing i know i was like well so bizarre. Here we um, are again. um and uh you know so this was november 17th 73 and then he resigned in like august 8th of 74 hmm. so just crazy and then uh, something else like that i thought this isn't like an event that happened but the california grill like which was like the top of the world Right at the time, yeah, top of the world restaurant. At the yeah, time, yeah. Um, they they used to have a show up there called Broadway at the top, and it was mm -hmm. like a dinner show uh, that debuted in June of 1981. So this was 10 years after, you know, the, obviously the building was built. Yeah, but this, but this ran until September of 1993. Yeah, and I have a picture of that, like from this. I mean, it just looks very 70s. Like, yes, and even just some of the pictures of the restaurant itself, it was just so like I don't know. It looked very like Hollywood glam in there. <laughs> hanging out there's some people like everyone's drinking and like just the way that the little cocktail tables and stuff look and there's some people dancing and not what it is today right no. like it's just you'd be like oh um but i thought that was kind of an interesting yeah at the time um this on opening day of this resort bob hope was on hand to do the introduction so i went back and i i watched a couple of clips of that and i grabbed a little audio to share with you all if you're wondering what it was like Love on it. opening day um, I cut out his slightly misogynistic jokes about how he told the women to go wait for him in Adventureland. But anyway, um, there are some other nicer things that, that are in here. So this is Bob Hope. Um, just after he was introduced, he comes out on the monorail platform. He's walking, standing out in front of a group of people who are very excited. You're going to hear him tell like a C or a B level joke, and they're going to applaud like it was the funniest thing they've ever heard. And that to me is really funny. But here's Bob Hope on opening day of the Contemporary. Thank you. Thank you. How do you do? Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, this is Bob X Mouseketeer Hope. <laughs> hey, what a building. Now I know where the Goodyear blimp goes during the mating season.
Now, this place is so big, by the time you cross the lobby, your luggage stickers have faded. <laughs> you saw this beautifully engineered modern hotel from the outside. It has a very unusual shape. Matter of fact, a nearsighted flamingo has been sitting on the tower for weeks trying to hatch it. I just, I just love it. And I'm not knocking his jokes, right? Like, good, good. Go spread humor. And I'm, you well, know, I'm obviously... Back then, that was like, yeah. oh my gosh. Yes. So again, not, a, not I'm not knocking uh, Bob Hope, but I think it's so funny. You can tell they were those people were excited yeah. to be there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, our luggage shacks, <laughs> so Bob. Meanwhile, so funny, Bob. <laughs> meanwhile, on the list of my pros for this resort is that it's never a far walk from the lobby, which is a, a funny yeah. thing because maybe at the time it felt like a big building. You don't know big until you stay at a place like Old Key West. And the lobby is well, here, and the your room yeah. is a half a mile away. Unless you've like been to Vegas in the seventies, yeah. like that, those are big resorts. Those like are big that's, resorts. They're huge. Um, if you ever want to f- hear the rest of that, you can just Google or go on YouTube and look at Bob Hope um, Opening Day Contemporary, and there, there's a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, before we get into some more resort information, can we talk about the mural from Mary Blair for a little bit? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So um, I'm sure we've talked about Mary Blair before, and if you're a, uh, you know, if you're if your nerd status is the same as me and Beth, you've definitely heard about her. You've watched the Imagineering story on Disney Plus, I and mean, they talked a lot about how she is. It's a small world, basically, right? Mm-hmm. So I was reading an article on Design Observer, which a lot of it was way over my head because it's the focus on the design of certain buildings across America, and someone did specifically an article on Disney's Contemporary Resort. I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting because it's a different perspective for me. I don't really look at a resort like this and think design elements because I don't really know much about it. So in reading this article, um, they were talking about how at the time the designers felt like the inside of this A-frame building felt kind of like a canyon because it was just kind of like barren and open and there's really no life to it. They call it brutalism is the type of style that it is, which makes it sound like dark, right? So they were trying to figure out how to liven it up a little bit, and they decided to kind of go with it. Instead of making it a canyon feel, they'll make it a Grand Canyon theme and use that theme to liven it up and bring some like light and color into the space. And Mary Blair was chosen for a variety of reasons. One, because of her success and work on many projects like It's a Small World. Um, but because of her, what they call a refusal to work with simple tones. So if you're ever looking at the mural, you'll see that like it's not just your sets of primary and secondary colors. Her thing is she doesn't like a primary color like a red. It'll always be like a coral or an orange or something that's close to it, but like a step away, right? Like a, a shade of right. it, so to speak. And same kind of thing. Instead of a green, she would always use a chartreuse, which I just like saying, or a turquoise. So it was her specific use of colors that they brought in to liven up what could be like a dead feeling resort. So if you go out in the lobby, it's not the lobby, on the fourth floor of the resort, um, imagine what it would be like if that colorful mural wasn't there. It would just feel like yeah. any old resort. Kind of drab. Yeah, yeah, it would feel kind of drab. And um, some, especially the author of this article, consider this the most viewed modernist mural in the world. Interesting, right? Yeah. Um, and there's also a part that I'm sure some of us have heard of where you can spot a five-legged goat. Um, so if you're getting off the monorail, it's on that side of the mural. So the mural is, is four sides. The side that's facing where the monorail station is, it's up. you got to look pretty much all the way up. Um, and that was Mary Blair's nod to her thought that not everything is perfect, and that's okay. So you can, quote, mess up and accidentally draw an extra leg, and maybe that's what, maybe that's what it's meant to be kind of a thing. She's like, and also, it's a small world, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> it is a small world after all. And it's a huge mural. I think they yes. said it's 90 it's feet high. Huge. It's huge. Huge. 
So uh, let's talk about this in terms of what category resort it is. So Disney splits up its resorts into technically four, uh, value, moderate, deluxe, and deluxe villas. The deluxe villas are the Disney Vacation Club resorts. Since we're talking about the contemporary resort itself and not its DVC um, sister next door, this is considered a deluxe resort. The rooms range in price, hope you're sitting down, from 460 and that's the cheap season on a weeknight, okay, all the way up to $4,652 a night, depending on the room. Now, you mentioned there were 17 types of rooms. So just yeah. a, a quick rundown on, on some of those rooms and how we could possibly be all the way up to four grand. So there is the garden wing, which is now just one wing out there on the ground. It's only three stories tall. Uh, those are the less or the least expensive rooms. There's like a standard that sleeps up to five, a garden wing view, a room that has a king bed. Those are all considered different types. Those are three of the 17. Right. They also have right. a hospitality suite, which is technically club level, meaning this is, you know, after the pandemic ends, when they go back to opening up club level um, or concierge or whatever you, you're you're comfortable calling it, that's where you get to go up and get your free snacks and, and food, depending. Mm. But the hospitality suite is 1,280 square feet, which is bigger than... Some, most of the places I've lived until this house um, and it can sleep up to seven and uh, they also have a one bedroom suite which is over 1300 square feet and sleeps five that's just in the garden wing tower so it's not just your standard rooms um, I will tell you that those rooms do not have balconies and um, that is a con for me because it's a beautiful resort and pretty much everywhere um, in the garden wing out in the contemporary has a pretty good view I mean there might be some like bad ones where you're kind of just staring at a sidewalk but for the most part you're you're probably looking at the main building you're looking at Bay Lake Tower or Bay Lake itself or like that little waterway that connects Bay Lake to uh, Seven Seas Lagoon those are all like nice calm relaxing views it'd be so nice to sit out there you're gonna pay that much money and not have a balcony in the garden wing luckily the rooms and the towers all have balconies you either face the lake or the um no Bay Lake or the theme park magic kingdom so in the tower there are lake and theme park views there are one bedroom and two bedrooms so obviously they have their standard rooms there as well the two bedroom suite though is just under 2,000 square feet and sleeps up to 10 it is also part of the club level so you'd be able to go up in other words it's it's cash right yeah. those are the, those are the big ones i looked it up so right now like this week if you wanted to stay in a two bedroom suite with a bay lake view this is not even the, the um, theme park view bay lake view right now in january it's a before tax about 2300 a night per night per night so unless you know five people you can split that with or actually 10 people then it's a yeah. you know if you split it 10 ways not not terrible not bad if there's 10 of you like you know what yeah, i mean but 230 but... is still a lot if you're splitting it you know yeah. yeah um there is also a presidential suite room um option that's only theme park view doesn't come in a lake view it's 2000 square feet 2061 and that price ranges anywhere from 2800 to the 4652 the max price in the resort and of course that's theme park view let's do a quick rundown of the restaurants uh, there's character dining so not mm -hmm. only do you get character dining in general in disney but you have it right here in this resort which is awesome of course talking about chef mickey right now the character option is not exactly there but I'm, i know it's going to come back one day but generally speaking character dining your table service or the California Grill, Chef Mickey, the Wave of American Flavors is the and full chef, title. Like, tell us where all these are located. Yeah. Just a little quick rundown. California Grill is at the top of the contemporary. Chef Mickey. Which is what we were talking about before where they yeah. had, like, it's basically one huge wall of windows. Yes. 
like outlook like looks over the theme park yeah it's beautiful um, it's gorgeous um chef mickey is on the fourth floor of the contemporary so the lobby is on the first floor but like the fourth floor is where the right. fun is it's where the gift shops are right. it's where the restaurants are it's where you can get up to the monorail station which That's is technically like more the of the lobby i i don't know because i guess I, I've, lobby, seen that more than I've seen the actual lobby yeah. so for sure it's like the fun lobby <laughs> Yes, that's yes, that's the, the business lobby is the first floor, but the fun lobby is is on the fourth. The wave of American flavors table service is in the actual lobby, and we got some of our wedding photos taken there, by the way. Uh, quick service, you've got Contempo Cafe. There are technically more quick service options out by the pool, um, small kiosky things. But if you're thinking like quick service, like you'd find in the park, that's Contempo Cafe, and most of the uh, table service resorts. The table service restaurants here have lounges attached to them, too, if you want a quick drink. And the outer rim is available as well, right next to Chef Mickey. It's like a standalone lounge. It's not attached to a restaurant. It's its own thing. There are four shops on the fourth floor of the lob- of the lobby. See, it's a- got lobby on the brain when you think fourth floor. On the uh, Grand Canyon Concourse, fourth floor. Um, there you go. Yeah, you've got BVG, which is Bayview Gifts. Fantasia, Fantasia Market, which sells, um, has a bunch of freezers and for food and stuff and what magazines and like drugstore stuff like pharmacy stuff and the caricature connection which is not a disney owned and operated shop it's actually an artist who comes in and does caricatures for you or of you just outside the entrance to the bvg gift shop do they have those at every resort i don't know they're at at the um value resorts yeah you know now well maybe that's something we'll find out as we do this uh, disney resort rundown um across time here as we go resort by resort we'll find out for sure and uh, there's a lot of recreation entertainment. You mentioned there's the volleyball courts, the basketball courts, tennis courts. Um, there is, of course, a feature pool with a slide, which is a big deal because Greg grew up on this pool slide, which we'll talk about in a moment. And, of course, you have access to view the electrical water pageant over Bay Lake. And, wow. yes, I can always hear the water pageant in the room with the doors and the windows closed, but I don't mind it because it is wonderful <laughs> And whimsical and is everything that I want when I'm on Disney property. Um, The time that it shows is, you know, it varies. It's been running at 10 o'clock recently, but this week it switches to 9 o'clock. It's never like super late, right? It's not at midnight and it's going to wake you up. I was fortunate enough at the time my mom was a travel agent when we were um, at this part of our traveling life where we stayed at the Contemporary quite a bit when I was like, I don't know, like maybe eight-ish till I was in like my teens, um, that was like the, the pocket of my of my life where we were able to stay here. I'm sure at an affordable rate because, again, my mom was a travel agent. And we lived it up. We would stay there sometimes for almost two weeks at a time. So, like, we would go in over the summer. We would do, like, that was our one vacation of the year. Yeah. We'd be there for, like, 14 days, which is nuts, right? That is crazy. It is crazy. I'm sure, like, my parents took, That's you know, what, took like, their international two. international people do. Yeah. I mean, like, it, if you're going to go, go, right? Like, it's a make it a one-shot deal. So, there would be some times that we would be at that contemporary for almost two weeks at a time. Sometimes I know they couldn't get all x number of nights we would stay off property for a few nights for probably much less money and then come on and, and do contemporary for like 10 nights no but, a lot of people in new york go to the catskills but yeah. not greg and family they go to the contempo <laughs> well we loved it and um you know when i was younger we didn't go there but you know at this at this point we were able to do it so i i feel like i grew up there nicole and i joke this is way, way before i met nicole that it feels like home i know that's mm-hmm. kind of a cliche thing i know i still feel that way when i walk down main street right and we see the castle but for whatever reason, when I get off the monorail on the fourth floor there or I just walk into the lobby, it just it has this vibe. And that's part of the reason why Nicole and I chose to have a separate photo session on our wedding day at the Contemporary. Yeah. Um, we got married at the boardwalk. We got we were able to take the limo that comes with the package. They hauled us over to the Contemporary. We hopped out under the portico here in a limo. By the way, it was the coolest moment of my life. 
I have never been in a limo like that. We obviously popped out <laughs> in our tux and Nicole's wedding dress. I obviously was wearing the tux. Nicole was wearing the wedding dress. And, uh, and it was awesome. So like, I feel like I have this deep emotional connection to this resort, which is why I'm doing so many hand motions and only Beth can see yeah, as I'm talking lots, about it. Lots of hand motions. Lots of hand motions. So um, I want to talk about some of my experiences and some tips I want to offer anyone who is yeah. thinking of staying there, if you are staying there, or if you're thinking of visiting. Just like with most resorts, there are different types of room views you could get, like a standard or a preferred, preferred view. I will tell you, if you're out there in the wing, which is normally where we stayed, I've actually never stayed in the tower itself. I've only ever stayed in the garden wings back when there was a north tower. That was our preferred one. Slightly shorter walk to Magic Kingdom, by the way. Maybe you're saving like, uh, I don't know, 50 yards of walking. But anyway, um, in the garden wings, I mentioned there are no balconies. So don't pay for a garden view. It's literally a ripoff. You, unless you're going to sit in your room with your you know, shades open while you drink your coffee, just go outside yeah. at that point. Yeah. Right? I mean, you can find a chair out there and sit out on the uh, and overlook Bay Lake yourself if you really are passionate about that. But don't don't spend the extra money. Personal tip, don't don't spend the money on a preferred view there. In the tower, all of the rooms have balconies. You can go out there, sip your coffee, look at Bay Lake or theme park view. I will tell you, theme park view is expensive. Um, it is definitely an upgrade that they are charging for. It is a premium view. I will also tell you, nothing beats a theme park view. We stayed at the sister resort there, Bay Lake Tower, with a theme park view. And it's awesome to sit out. To you, Literally, we were in uh, the bathroom. And you can look out. If you sit the right way, you can see out the window and see Cinderella Castle while you're in the bathtub. So that's cool. At the yeah. contemporary, you can't, you know, in the main building, you can't. But it's just really cool to wake up, open the shades, and then boom, yeah. there is there Magic is. Kingdom. We're going. Yes. We're going to walk there. We're going to yeah. walk there. I'm going to walk there. So if that's your if that's your thing, if you're um, maybe going park light, so to speak, where you're not jamming out in the parks all day and you want to absorb a resort and you do cherish the time in the room and you do feel like you're going to be in the room a, a bit, uh, I really, seriously, nothing beats a theme park view. It is, it's yeah. awesome. A little bit extra money. That said... Um, the lake view is beautiful. The sun rises on Bay Lake and sets on Magic Kingdom. So if you're a sunriser, stay on that side. Mm -hmm. If you love a good sunset, maybe you want to stay on the tower side that faces the park. There are quite a few food options here. Some of them come with high recommendations. Um, maybe the most important thing I can tell you about this versus some other resorts is you don't have to leave the building to get food. There are some resorts we have to leave your building to get food right. at all of the value resorts. You have to leave you have to go outside if it's raining or yeah. certain times of the year, cold or still dark or whatever, or there's mosquitoes and you know all of the elements. Or just very hot. Yeah, very, very, very hot, especially in the middle of the day. You don't. You can stay in the glorious air conditioning. If you're in the wing, the garden wing, you do have to leave the building, but it is covered, so you're not going to be in the rain. And it's a very short walk to get into the building. I mean, and I do mean very short walk, but most of the rooms are in the tower. And uh, that's what's nice. It's a one-stop shop there. You don't have to leave to get food, which is very helpful. And you know... How much I love peanut butter pie. Peanut butter pie. My mm. notes say, girl, the peanut girl, butter pie. <laughs> I, saw that. I saw that in there. Girl, um, peanut butter pie, you better do you it. You better do it. Listen, if you're going to go all the way, whether you're staying there or visiting there, you've got to get it, right? If you're allergic to peanut butter, obviously I'm not suggesting <laughs> it, but it's excellent. I will and tell that you that that's at Contempo Cafe. Oh. That is the quick service there on the fourth floor of the Contemporary. I will tell you that it is best cold. It is. It comes out. They keep it in a fridge back there. And they put it in the display case, at which point it eventually gets room temp. That is not the desired temperature. You want it chilled. You want it chilled in the fridge. Maybe take it out five to ten Do minutes you before you want to eat it. you ask them to get you one from the back? Well, no, I just won't eat it there if it's room. I'll bring it back to the room oh, okay. or, and I'll chill it. Or if I'm not staying there, I'm going back home. I'll bring it home and put it in the fridge and then eat it later. Yeah. It's just, to me, just so much better cold. Um, yeah. Some other notes about the Contempo Cafe. It is your basic quick service. I don't think there's any, like, standout dish here. 
Um, and th- which is not to say I don't recommend it. It's a good quick service place. The burger is nothing special. It's just a plain burger patty you'd get anywhere. Um, the turkey sandwich there is usually my go-to just because it's good. It's got like bacon and some nice, uh, I think there's raspberry on there too. It's delicious. Like a raspberry yeah. mayo kind of thing. Or maybe it's cranberry mayo. Cranberry mayo. Eat at Chef Mickey's. Like, was that a thing for you guys? Or We did do Chef Mickey quite a bit. Um, okay. We kind of stopped after a while. It's mostly because I have a hard time justifying um, a buffet or an all-you-care-to-enjoy experience, which don't yeah. exist right now because of what's going on. So uh, maybe we might check it out. I just For me, I couldn't feel like I was – and I really felt like I was eating enough to justify the price. That's me personally. Yeah. I know some people can, and, and you're really there for the ambiance which is, you know, Chef Mickey roaming around. Yeah. Yeah. And that is a um, like a family-style meal restaurant? Right now, it's family-style where they're bringing the dishes out to you, and you can order as much as you want, but you have to, you know, have your server bring it out to you instead of you getting up. And, you know, the characters, I've seen some characters walking around, but it's, like, not advertised right now. It's one of those things where it's kind of like a surprise thing. Um, yeah. But it's not technically a character dining experience right now. They just kind of like walk through and say hi. But I mean, before. Before they come to your table, they take pictures, sign your autograph books. Oh, yeah. They were they would spend time at your table, too. And you'd yeah. get a big uh, you get a picture in front of a big plate with Mickey holding up a, a fork and a spoon, which we have, I'm sure. Back So back yeah. in the day, I don't I mean, it's been a while since I've been up there with this specific thing. But for me, the most awkward part of Chef Mickey, and I'm curious if anyone else has experienced this before. Um, so when you're waiting for your table to be ready, you know, you check in at the podium or whatever, and you're sitting around in the lounge area, they have you take your photo in front of the big plate with the Chef Mickey. And it's not real. It's like a statue of Chef Mickey with a big, you know, spoon and a fork. And like, you know, it's this nice, awesome photo. But they come over to your table while you're eating and try to sell you the photo. Oh, this is before yeah. photo pass, right? So, um, but they would like already have it printed. Yes. Yeah. So, they're all like, what do you do? So like, oh, the, the, like it's, it's so awkward. It's been a while since we've had that experience though. They, I remember the first time we ate, like we were all at Tusker house together. Mm-hmm. They did Same that. Thing, yeah. We ended up buying the photo. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. But I haven't seen it since then, but I do remember that. Yeah. And, and it would like, be like $20 for just the big photo or like, I don't even know, probably like 50 for the wallets and then the four by six, sixes and so eight by tens. And because they've already printed one already out printed and you're it. like, so if I say no, you're just going to throw this Chuck out? It out. Or do you have like a wall of fame of like, <laughs> like who's keeping you know, these photos? I think it was the same thing at Cinderella's um, Royal table as well. We had yeah. the same experience, but I mean, at some point well. you think they couldn't come over with a tablet and be like, I get why they do it because it's, you know, it's yeah. already here. It's in your hand. It will add yeah. it to your, your bill and you can, you already have it. Like, well, they already printed it out. I feel like we kind of have to like sneaky. Not us. Sneaky, sneaky. Um, oh, yeah. I had no problem saying no, but it was awkward yeah. because, like, you got to be yeah. like, no. <laughs> right. And you have to say no to them and it makes you feel bad. Yes. Um, I'm going to ask you. So if, you, if you're if you going to spend mm-hmm. a full day at the resort, what are you going to do? Like, what do you suggest people do? Like, what's Ooh. your go-to? Okay. I'm really excited. The weather's going to be beautiful. Okay. I'm going to spend my whole day at the resort. What am I going to do? I love this scenario. By the way, this is – I don't have a prepared answer for this. I'm going to go by that, by that, by gut, okay? I would wake up. Go to the Wave of American Flavors for breakfast. That's at the first floor on the actual lobby of the resort. Where you get your avocado toast. Their avocado toast is so good. Guys, you don't even know. So I know it's a bougie dish, okay? I'm, I am aware. I'm fully aware that it's a bougie dish. It's really not, though. It's literally avocado and bread. I mean, cheese. Like, you know but what I mean? It, it's somehow it became bad. it became like a trendy dish, yeah. right? But theirs, um, I, I, it comes with an egg. I think a poached egg, which I, I don't prefer. I just get my eggs scrambled. I just prefer not to have eggs running down my face. So... Um, it's the, uh, bri- it's a brioche, I want to say, or no, it's a challah, which I like saying it's a challah bread uh-huh. with, uh, eggs. You've got, I think watermelon cress on there. 
Um, we've got like some green, some greens on there, Parmesan cheese, and obviously avocado. Just so fresh. Oh, and it's so good. It's honestly, it's just, it's just so good. Um, and I know other people have got, obviously they have Mickey waffles and stuff there. Uh, and there's some other good dishes, but that's, that's like my go-to dish when I'm there. And it is excellent. There's a, when they're in full swing, there's also a buffet option there. I haven't gotten it, but there is a, buf a buffet option there as well. You can get on either uh, as like an add-on to your meal. Um, I would do that. Then I would probably go hang up by the pool. L big fan of the pool. It's been the background on my cell phone since I've had a smartphone with a screen big enough to fit a photo. So um, uh, I think 2013 or 2011, one of the two, I took a photo of us hanging out by the pool, like looking, you know, with the pool and the contemporary in the background. Oh, maybe I'll post a photo of, the, of the, yeah. my background on my phone. Legit, uh, you know, every two years or so, you know, you upgrade your phone or whatever. Every time yeah. I get a new phone, I like make sure I have that exact same photo to switch sure. it. It is my happy place. Um, and it's just the pool. It's just the fountains going off in the pool. And it, that's like my happy place. So I had to make sure I do it. So I'd hang up by the pool a little bit before it gets too hot because chances are this is a summer day and it's going to be like super mm -hmm. hot. Back in the day, little Greg would uh, spend some time in the arcade, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Um, I'd hang up by the pool a little bit, relax, and then, um, I don't know, fart around until, that's a technical industry term, fart around until lunchtime, at which point I think I would eat up at uh, Contempo Cafe, probably get my turkey sandwich. And uh, the thing about Contempo Cafe that I like, and I think some people are going to think of this as a con, but I really think this is a pro, is the ambiance. It's a little loud up there. It's not yeah. loud to the point where you can hear it in the room because you cannot hear it in your room if you're staying in the main tower. You really can't, other than if there's like a fight or something, which there is, you know, like normal day-to-day, -day, can't hear it. Loud people laughing yeah. until but yes. Now we've talked about how parks are designed with the kinetic energy in mind where things are like moving and shaking while you're sitting down. So while you're right there at Contempo Cafe, it's an open air thing. You can see up to the roof of the of the resort. Obviously, you can see and hear the monorail go by. And there's just something so cool about hearing and seeing that monorail go by every so often. The express line, especially that's the one that's closest to you because it doesn't stop. It just rolls on through. And then you see the resort one come in and out and stop and people come can on and off. Can you see the monorail from where the pool is? Like, can you see the... Yeah, if you're hanging up by the pool, depending on where you're sitting. Um, so yeah. if you're staring at the building, you'll see it from the left. You probably can't see it come out of the right. But you can see the the express line for sure come in and out of the resort. And same kind of thing. You're just chilling, relaxing, getting your tan on. Uh, I'm out there tanning my cheeks. And uh, you can awesome. see the monorail come in and out, yeah. which is nice. So after lunch, uh, probably take a nap because Greg's going to be tired because Greg's tired, tired guy these days. In the sun. Yeah, I would. And let's say we're not going to the park. I'd probably go explore around the resort a little bit. It is fun to walk around to the edge. Um, I was able to catch awesome lightning storms as a kid there because of where it is and the, the fact that there's yeah. a lake. It, it's open so you can kind of see far and wide there. You can see yeah. Epcot if you're up high enough. You can see the Four Seasons Resort over in Golden Oak, which I know is relatively new. It wasn't there when I was a kid. Um, but I've got, I, I should see if I can find the picture. I actually caught a lightning bolt. This is in like, mm. it was before uh, phones had like good cameras. Yeah. I actually had an actual digital camera that had, I think only four megapixel quality. Like this is obviously like 10, so 12, maybe 14 years ago. Um, I caught a really awesome lightning storm. So like if it was on a summer day, I would probably be walking around in the two to three o'clock area to see if I can see some cool weather. Yeah. Cause you know, nerd. Um, Eventually, it would be dinner time, and this is where I would find it tricky because if I'm balling, I might go to Chef Mickey, right? If, if this is a, a trip where I've saved money, then yes, Chef Mickey. If it's not, yeah. I would probably just eat at Contempo Cafe again. But the good thing about the monorail being there is if you don't want to eat at that resort, you can hop over to Polynesian or Grand Floridian. I love the quick service at the Grand Floridian. 
um, if I'm feeling motivated to do that. But if this is my only day staying in the contemporary, I would just do yeah. all meals within. Um, and then I feel about California Grill. Like if you're splurging, I'm would you splurge cheap. for that? No, yeah. I don't know. My palate is not refined enough. And I know so many yeah, people I'm who rave fine. about it and I want everyone to enjoy it. I know it's just not for me. If I'm yeah. going to splurge, I would probably do brunch because you can bring your receipt um, later on in the day, even if you ate brunch up there, to get up there to do fireworks viewing later. This is, again, at oh, a time okay. when they cool. have resumed fireworks. If you were right. in um, California Grill at all and you paid for your meal, you can show your receipt and go back up at yeah. night to watch the fireworks up there. Space permitting, obviously, but yeah. you are enabled are able to do that. Um, then at night, uh, as night falls upon us, um, there are plenty of areas to watch the fireworks happily ever after when it comes back. Um, that is not just top of the world, um, not just California Grill. There is an observation deck on the fourth floor of the Contemporary. You can go out to the bridge that connects Bay Lake Tower and Contemporary. There's no music there, but you just get like a kind of unique view of the fireworks. You can also yeah. just go be out on the ground. You literally can be in the pool and see like not all the fireworks, but the tops of them. And you can certainly hear them. Right. And it is cool. But if you're out there on the observation deck, they do play the music. So it's a nice like way to, to see it from afar. Yeah. Then you really get to see how far away the fireworks are shot. If you've right, never seen it before, right. it's such a weird thing until you, you know you get used to it. But they're so far yeah. away. Um, I would, my personal recommendation is if you can get to the top of the world lounge, if you have access yes. to that, which if you don't know, you it's like very specific access. You have to have. This is like over at Bay Lake Tower for everyone. Yeah. yeah at Bay Lake Tower. Yes. Um, the top of the world lounge with the seven layer cake mm, mm, and fireworks. Mm, you can't beat that. You can't, can't beat that. Beat it. I'd be doing some night swimming and then I would call it a night after I watch the electrical water pageant happen over on Bay Lake. Good deal. Oh, Good deal. Now I want to do that. I um, know. Sounds like you're going to have to have your perfect day and then <sighs> show and you're going to have to like document it all on I'm Instagram. Have to document us. it. Maybe I will do that. Um, who needs to go back to work, right? Disney, you know That's what? Right. I take back what I said. Don't rehire me. I need to go spend some time in all of your resorts <laughs> for the sake of this podcast. Um, mm -hmm. I do have some random tips for you. Um, pool hopping is a thing. So technically there are two pool, two pools there because you have your regular pool at the Contemporary and then the Bay Lake Tower pool is there as well. Technically, a guest of Disney's Contemporary Resort is not to, quote, pool hop. You don't have access to the pool over at Bay Lake, just letting you know. Um, they do have the wristband readers there and they are locked gates over at Bay Lake Tower. That said, and I've done this on more than one occasion. Oh, maybe I shouldn't say that. I have a friend who has done this on more than one occasion where if I am lingering near the door for the pool at Bay Lake, by the way, it's not a better pool. I just wanted to go in the pool that day because they also have a slide there. Um, you kind of linger where the door is. And then when someone opens the door, especially if they're with a family, you're like, oh, I'll get that for you. And then you'll take and hold the door for them, let them out, and then you go in the pool. So it's nice because they don't, they're not checking once you're in, you know, pro it's tip, just pro tip, everyone pro tip. write that down. Yes. Look, okay. you just, I mean, it has many things in life. If you just look like, you know what you're doing, no yeah. one's going to question. Just bring a clipboard with you. Um, there is a gym at this resort. Now, if you're thinking I'm never going to work out while I'm there, some people like to work out and that's their thing. Um, it's on the that's third floor. It's not your thing. Now think about this. It's on the third floor. Have you ever seen the third floor of the contemporary? No. No, here's the thing. So when you're on the first floor lobby, you take the escalator or the elevator, right? But generally, people take the escalator because it's right there. Um, you take the, LS, the escalator up to the second floor where the convention rooms are, the ballrooms and stuff. And then your next escalator actually takes you to the fourth floor. You never see the third floor. So yeah. we were reading about, um, like we stayed at, at Bailey Tower one day. We walked over the main building there and Nicole wanted to go use the equipment in the gym. So we read, you know, in the directory, it's on the th third floor. I'm like, okay, so we go up. 
you know, we take the escalator once. I'm like, oh, okay, so it must be the next one. And then I'm like, wait a second. This is, the gym's not here. This is the, four, the fourth floor. The only way right. to get to the third floor is to go over to the elevator and actually hit third floor on the elevator. You just bypass it with the escalator. It's this whole there's floor. Well, it's just some like, there's a, there's definitely a gym where someone is working at the desk and is like, checks you into the gym, so to speak. Yeah. There are some offices and stuff. I, to be honest, I didn't get a good look around in there because we were just so like mind blown about how there is this floor that we didn't even know about in a resort that we love so much. Um, right. It just, I mean, it's kind of small. Like, I feel like the ceiling is close to you. Like, it's like, it feels like a smushed level of the resort. Um, but it does exist. It's a real thing. So if you're, if you're ever looking for it, live from, learn from our mistakes or at least our ignorance, then there is truly a third floor. Um, I mentioned how the noise from the fourth floor doesn't creep into your room. I feel like it's important to mention that. I mean, it really is not an issue. Um, I do have some general pros and cons for this resort for staying here. I will say that the number one pro, and this is something that really, really means the most to me, is that it is so close to Magic Kingdom. And it's not just the proximity in terms of the distance it takes for you to get there, like a time investment, because you can walk there um, at your own pace. It could take anywhere from when Nicole and I walk, it's generally about a seven minute walk at our pace. If you're, you know, if you're whatever reason, it could be up to 15, 20 minutes, whatever. But it is a blessing at the end of the night. You do not have to walk over to the bus station to possibly miss your bus. Don't have to wait yeah. on a line for the ferry or the monorail. You just walk. You'll be in your room asleep before most other guests are in their car or finding their car in the parking lot yeah. at the Magic Kingdom parking lot. Because there's nothing worse than waiting in line for yes. the bus. Like yes. watching a bus for your resort show up and fill up before mm -hmm. you can get on it. And then you have to wait for the next one. It's like, oh, yeah. oh my God never going to get home yes then you get back to your resort like whichever like you don't have a preferred room like say in a value resort you have an extra long walk oh, so yeah. yes yeah and from where the the buses drop you off if you are if you did take a bus to epcot or hollywood studios or animal kingdom it's not a far walk it drops you right up at the bottom of the building and that's a pro on my list is it's all in one right here again if you're in the garden wing kind of in the minority because most of the rooms are up in the tower but when you get off your bus or if you did take the monorail to something you're in like you, when you get off the monorail you're only an elevator ride away or stairs if you can take them um yeah. to your room which is really nice at the end of the day and again you're in you're indoors at that point you don't have to go back out which is really helpful i will tell you that bvg the gift shop is a boss gift shop we are routinely finding a plus material up there the hot commodity items it just we always have great luck in that gift shop. I'm there and I'm not exaggerating once a week these days since it reopened in June. We've been there once a week at least. Yeah. And uh, it's just, it's our go-to thing. I will tell you some cons. It's expensive. I told you the price range, uh, mid, mid 400s up to 4,000. Chances are we're not going to be getting the $4,000 room here, everyone. Right. But even just a regular old room is, you know, with tax, you're going to, you're looking at about 500 a night. It's expensive. Granted, there are some discounts along the way for an annual pass holder or whatever. Right now, there's some great deals because, you know, there are not as many people um, mm -hmm. traveling. I think I think uh, resorts, uh, I think annual pass holders are getting 40% off room rates right now on select nights and select resorts. Yeah. So now's your chance. If you're local or if you have an annual pass and you're thinking about it, maybe now's your time. Um, it's expensive, and I don't, I don't minimize that, and I don't want to overlook that. But, man, are you getting an experience for that price. And I truly yeah. mean that there is nothing like walking back from magic kingdom, um, at any time of the day, or if it's, you know, not at the end of the day, if you just take the monorail over, it's so quick and it's just so nice. And to me, it's a beautiful place. I will tell you that on my list of cons is it is missing the Disney vibe. 
that some people yeah. prefer. This happens. I put this on my con list. It's not a personal con, but I, I think that it's a con for a lot of people because it doesn't have a lot of Disney flair that I think some people are expecting or looking for in a Disney resort. Theming. The theming is not Disney themed. It's themed to be a mo- quote modern hotel for a certain time frame, right? Yeah. A certain like era of life. I will also tell you that the garden rooms can be a hike. I know the main pro is that most of the rooms are, are all in one little compact area, so to speak. But if you're at the end of the garden wing, you're walking a little bit. There is a separate parking lot for the garden wing, which is really helpful. Um, but it can be a bit of a walk when you came in from the monorail or from the buses or from the parks, which is why we like to stay in the north wing before it was torn down and thus a part of yeah. my heart was torn. Uh, we did usually stay over there at the North Tower because you walk out that that main entrance and boom, you were, I felt like you were already at Magic Kingdom, but not not really true. But as a kid, I felt like we were already there because you can see Space Mountain like the second you, right. you right. walk out of the building. Um, we have had some once-in-a-lifetime experiences at Disney's Contemporary Resort. Some of them we chose. Some of them we manifested. We chose to have a photo session there, rolled up in our limo. We have some awesome photos and stuff. But I don't know if I've ever told this story. But one time, Nicole and I were, I don't think this is the time we were drunk, which was a different story. But one time we were um, just hanging out. It was at night. I don't even know if we were, I don't think we were staying there. I think we were just visiting. But we are, we walk into the main building from the back. We are getting on the escalator, probably head up to the monorail. And someone runs and cuts in front of us. And I do mean runs, not like walk fat. They literally ran right in front of us. And it was Peter Pan, like the Peter Pan. And the he, Pizza, pizza pan. And uh, he decided to get comfortable and lounged on the handrail. So he had, he hopped up and was laying down across the handrails, moving up the escalator. Um, and his character attendant was a few steps behind and upset that Peter Pan was whimsically running through the lobby of the contemporary. And um, Peter Pan is top five characters for Nicole. Like she was starstruck, didn't know what to say. She just was like looking at him with like these big doughy eyes. And I'm like, hey, Peter, how's it going? <laughs> And like he's doing, he's talking about Neverland that I don't even God knows what. And then he yeah. just runs and he, we get to the second floor. He runs off into a ballroom. We never saw him again that night. Just insane. Right. You don't normally see them. Like no. Resorts like that so um, at the time they were doing an event where you could get on a boat with Peter Pan, right? So uh, the boat dock out there, but obviously he has to come in, but we just at the exact right time saw him yeah. there and it was nuts. When I was a kid, um, there was one day where, Goofy and Max came in from water skiing. Now, I don't know if they were actually water skiing on Bay Lake, but they had water ski gear on and they came off a boat. I don't know. I was maybe somewhere between seven and 13, somewhere in that time range. And uh, they came into the pool area. They went down the pool slide and were hanging out in the pool for, I'm not going to say more. I'm going to say not more than like 10 minutes, but they were there. And it was like, as a kid, mind blown, right? Like Goofy is literally running around and Max is going down the slide. You're like, this is craziness. Like we were at the pool, yeah, and uh, people you're gonna think I, you're on drugs. Yeah, I'm like, how how did they dry off? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, they're they're furry people, right? I don't I don't yeah. know. I don't know how. Um, Interesting. You may remember if you are a fan of the contemporary or have been there before some of the changes, like back before it was the wave. The wave used to be the arcade, the fun center, the family fun center, I think, or just fun center where it would, that was their quick service with their beverage stations and your food and whatnot, where I always get my chicken, my chicken tendies back then. It was awesome because there was a separate entrance for that. So you wouldn't have to go in and out of the lobby. There was like a little back exit right there. And we would stay in the North Tower building, walk over, boom, you're inside this. The arcade was huge. It was like the rest. If you've ever been in the wave, it's like the restaurant of the wave, the actual seating spot. Humongous. Um, I don't know if I ever told my stories of depravity. I feel like I may have said this in our 
um, Disney Confessions episode we did okay. a while back. But we, my brother and I would scout the arcade for people to leave their length of stay mugs. And oh, then, yeah. yes, yeah. and then we would take them and wash them out. But maybe I didn't mention is we would go up to the Bedford station. Well, we would go in the restaurant pretending to go to the beverage station, but we'd actually make a sharp right and go to the self-serve um, ice cream. So, you know, it would be like a soft serve ice cream thing that, you know, you, yeah. you would be able to, to do and you're supposed to get a separate dish, right? So like we would make root beer floats or just get ice cream. My, my mom oh. would get coffee and stuff, but we would bring these cups back year to year. We still have them. They're silver. It says contemporary on them. They are not even the same shape that they are now. Like, cause now they can fit in like a car and like a, a cup holder in a car, you know? Yeah. But back then they were not. They just were meant to be at the resort. Now they have the chips in them, right? All that stuff. Um, but we would call them lifetime mugs. That's what my mom would call them. Not like they say, they were lifetime mugs. So <laughs> we had just crazy experiences at um, Contemporary. So that's why I'm always like passionate about it. it. Is I feel like I have so many kid memories there. Say this is your favorite. Yeah, like, hands down. Places y'all stayed on all property. You would say this is your top. My it is my favorite place to be that's not in a park. Okay. I would okay. actually put being in the contemporary above being in Epcot Hollywood Studios in Animal Kingdom. I wouldn't put it above being in Magic Kingdom. Oh. Um, it just I have this connection to it. Yeah. So I always get a little defensive when I hear people talk about how it is not a quote doesn't feel like it's a Disney resort, which I understand. I just it doesn't bother me. Um, or it's too expensive and it is, it is expensive, but you just gotta, you know, it's one of those things where if you're going to splurge, I feel like jam your family in the room, they can sleep up to five in a standard room. You got the two beds and like the, uh, um, like a couch, you know, the pullout bed kind of thing. I've slept on that couch as a kid. That's what we did. It was always, I, I was, I usually volunteered because then I would be alone. I would have to share my bed. I'd, I would squeeze myself on to the little, to the little bed in there. It's not the same as it looks like in, as it looked in the seventies. Yeah. It's been upgraded. They've done all the, all of that stuff to it. So yes. While it is a very old, like resort, it's been upgraded. I mean, yes. Disney's always done a pretty good job, I guess, at that. Like, it smells good. It's, it's modern. It's contemporary. Contemporary. A lot of information. Yes. Don't worry. No more contemporary rants from Greg for at least until we get to the Bay Lake Tower episode. <laughs> exactly. Well, you're going to be ranting on all of them because you've stated all of them. Yes. So. Well, I would say that I'm not necessarily a big giant fans of all resorts, so we'll, we'll talk about that as we as we get along. Before we hop into our news nuggets and our history, I was farting around, phrase of the day, on Instagram, and I saw someone post about how they were on the safari, and they're a nervous person, and they were using the um, wrist fob that you can get as like a key fob that we were talking about from World Traveler Trading um, on the safari because they're nervous about dropping their phone when they're taking pictures. So they have yeah. a case that has a little hook on it and then they attach the the what would be a key fob to their wrist and then the keychain that would normally hold like your keys, your phone so that you can't drop it off the, off the safari yeah. vehicle. And I thought, what an ingenious use of a thing because there are some times when like I'm taking photos over a body of water, like at Epcot the other night or the other day, I was like leaning over and trying to get a nice picture. I'm like, oh my God, I can't drop my phone. I get like, you know, you get like that paranoid feeling. Um, like I can't tell you how many times we have our phones out like on the roller coasters. Yes. Like rides and attractions or yeah. it's like, and we better, you better make sure you got a good hold on that thing. Oh yeah. And I'm the same, like with my camera, like my actual real camera, I'm always making sure my strap is strapped to me somewhere. It's like, why do I not do that with my phone for those times like the Safari? Cause I'm sure I've heard from Safari drivers, people drop their cell phone all the time. So if you're in yeah. the market or if this if this describes you as being anxious about dropping your phone, maybe a key fob or a wrist fob is for you. You can click the link in our episode description to find the World Traveler Trading Store on Etsy, and of course you can use our special code that Park Life. 
save yourself <laughs> some money on a key fob, which you can ultimately double as a wrist uh, wristlet kind of a thing. All right. You Are you a, ready? Yeah, give me a nug. Uh, it's a real nug. It's a baby nug. <laughs> so it's really not that big of a video, but there's a new baby rhino in Animal Kingdom, and they finally revealed his name, and his name is Ranger. Um, if you haven't watched the video of him, it is stinking adorable. I don't know what it is about like large an- like large baby animals, like large animals that are babies, like yes. elephants. And- so oh, they're yeah. so cute. They have posted on the Disney blog. There's like a video where they reveal his name, but just the little clips that they have of him, like rolling around in the mud and like playing with his mom and just being a baby rhino. Yeah. It's so, adorable. Little ranger, so, little ranger. Yeah. Highly recommend it. Little boy ranger. That's all I got. All I just right. thought it was adorable. All right. Well, we'll go from adorable to history to some, uh, Ever yes, since, yes. Yeah, ever since you told me like the music, I like to play it out a little bit. Um, Love it. I'll go first. This week in 1994, approximately mm-hmm. 8,500 people were out of their mind and decided to run the first annual Walt Disney World Marathon. 8,000 wow. plus people. If you're wondering... For those. Gosh, millions, it feels like, when you're here trying to drive because half the roads are closed on, on on the full marathon day on a Sunday. It was a nightmare at work. But anyway, um, right now, you know, the runs have been uh, switched over to virtual. But back in the day, this was, what is that, 26 years, 27 years ago now we're talking? Um, man, that's a lot. A lot of people. And at the time, the overall winners in the men's category, the overall winner was a Russian. And for the women, it was a Hungarian person. So it wasn't until later that some Americans started winning this thing. Um, But yeah, 27 years ago was the first uh, official Disney World full marathon. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I know, it's crazy all the people that come from different countries for runs like that. Like, I grew up in Charleston where they have the Cooper River Bridge run every year. It's like a pretty famous, like, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Um, Like hundreds of thousands of people that come for this run. It's not the Boston Marathon by any means, but, um, and it was like always like a group of Kenyan guys that came, that (laughs) would fly. And they always won. And it was always like, well, it's about three or four of them and they always win so i'm gonna go back to 2013 where if this is part of limited time magic disney world guests had the opportunity to meet characters not typically spotted at the magic kingdom so basically from this week it was for like a couple weeks so it ran until january 27th they had like random characters out like clarabelle the cow and horace horse collar um the cast of the animated like robin hood films and do you remember this? Because like we have photos yes. of some of this. Yeah. Because I think they um they were doing this like for a couple years in a row, and uh, we have some really good f- pictures with Prince John and stuff like that. It was, but we would like walk in the park and be like, <gasps> could it? <laughs> yeah. It's like people we don't ever see anymore. So I had forgotten about it. And was like, oh yeah, they used to do the like long lost friends thing. Yeah. And then in later in later years, they brought back the rare character meet and greets to paid events, either the. Christmas party, right. Halloween party, or the Disney Vacation Club Moonlight Magic events, or the After Hours yeah. events, where yeah. it was a, a, tic- a separate ticketed event. I think that's all we got this week. Yeah, before we have our quote to close out the show, I know last week I promised some Disney jokes, but I went kind of long, long rambling on about the contemporary. So we'll, next week. we'll save them for next week, so you got that to look forward to. And uh, don't forget, if you want to follow us on Instagram, we are at 
That Park Life podcast. If you like what you heard today, feel free to like and subscribe. We got some nice uh, reviews. Thank you to those of you who left some nice reviews over on our um, iTunes account. Um, always appreciate that. One of the reviews was about how this person was happy that she's able to listen to this podcast with her two-year-old in the car. And I always forget there are kids. So I don't. we never really like say anything bad. But every now and then we talk about like farts and stuff. Well, like it, it is. Sometimes there's it's like some innuendos that will go over their heads, but that's okay. Yeah, specifically the Chia Pet comment at the beginning of this episode, but whatever. So thank you for the great reviews. It is really helpful. I know it's kind of asking a favor of you all, but any review that helps, any review that is there helps us uh, gain a little bit more exposure in the podcast world because when we search Disney Podcast on iTunes, believe it or not, a lot of options come up. So it just moves us up a little bit. Um, if you want to follow me personally, my Instagram account is at the Disney Greg. I'm at the Healthy Hot Mess. Yes. Uh, don't forget, if you want to send out a magic gram for free, you can find out more information on that on our website. And it's not too late to enter the giveaway for our Figment and Festival of the Arts Farts pin available on our website as well. All right, I do have a quote to end this week's episode. This one comes to us from Mr. Pooh himself, Winnie the Pooh. And he said, quote, Life is a journey to be experienced, not a problem to be solved. So think about that while you're shoving your hand in a jar of honey today. True. It's Just true. as he would do. Not to go do because it's lunchtime. It's lunchtime. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Hope you like this series. We're going to, at the end of this, hit all of the Disney resorts across property and do a Disney resort rundown. So thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. This is the wrong song. Yeah, I was like, I don't you know. know what? Let's just go with it. That's 2020. 2021 is go with it. Oh, all right. Bye, everyone. <laughs>